y'all what's going on we back for another episode of the regular podcast that's my podcast name if you didn't know okay all right. what's up hello all right so i didn't even have to introduce her she's already ready to go <laughs> um let's get a good all right turn you see where it says the aki or whatever on the front of it yep now talking to it can y'all hear me are y'all ready all right they can definitely hear you now so <laughs> okay. it's good to go all right cool now can you introduce all right y'all listen i got a guest a young lady she is a, a college student and i've just been uh, y'all know how I, I talk about women a lot and you know especially women that do things in a progressive manner and school for black women is not really progressive now it's normal which is a good thing it's good that we what well, it was time for me to get a young college student on my podcast so she could tell us what it's like to be young black and on our way to success talk to me introduce yourself please hey okay so my name is nika williams i am 21 years old i'm from miami florida but i moved here when i was 11 i remember turning 12 here and yeah so 11 mm. um i now go to georgia Gwinnett college i graduated from rockdale high school um i hated high school we could probably talk about that later too y'all mm-hmm. um so now i'm in college doing what i do and I love college. Like, I don't complain about it at all. It's actually something that I look forward to every day. Um, so this is basically about me. That's it. That's all I have to say. Mm-hmm. So, so what's, your, what's your major now? Oh, my major is business management. It was nursing before. We could talk about that, too, because I had to change that quick, fast, and hurry. But now it's business management, and I'm actually very excited about this. Like, I'm... Yeah, I'm super excited. So what year? What year are you in right now? I am a sophomore. I took a semester off of school. Then mm-hmm. I got so much stories. Hopefully you got time. Let's I'll do tell it. you about this too. Let's do it's it. It's because I didn't graduate on time. Like I said, I hated high school. Mm-hmm. So I took a semester off, came here, and I'm not the type of person who kill myself and take like seven classes. I take a good four or five, mm-hmm. which is not like a full load. So that's like 12 credit hours. Mm-hmm. So of course, I'm going to you know, move slower than others that's ready to get out of here. But you know, I'm taking my time. It's not going nowhere. Mm-hmm. So, I'm a sophomore, and I'll be a junior, I think, next spring. So, okay. yes. So, so you, all right, because this is a big thing now, mm-hmm. college funding. How you could, how can you just afford to just take your time? How do I afford to take my time? So, this is how I feel. I'm not really afraid of debt. I, most people die in debt anyway. You mm-hmm. feel me? So, all I could do is know that I'm going to come here, do what I got to do, not fail no classes, you know, like, so my money don't go down the drain. But all I know is that this money is going towards my future. It's going towards my life and how I'm going to build my life from here and how am I going to progress. So, when I graduate, I know I'm going to be in debt to my heirs but it's okay because i know i'm gonna be able to pay some of it off and yes like i said i may die in it you never know i may pay it off mm-hmm. but i'm not worried about that right now i'm just living for the moment so mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm not taking my time to say i don't know when i'm going to graduate but i'm not going to graduate with my parents which is like in 2000 they're gonna graduate like fall 2018 mm-hmm. i may graduate spring 2018 fall 2019 you know so but I'm not, like, in this huge, huge rush. Like, it's really not going anywhere. Right, right. So, yeah. Okay, so you're optimistic about this debt. Very. I'm, okay. Like, what are you going to do about it? That's true. Everybody everybody has it. Like, how can you really avoid it? If mm-hmm. you're not in school debt, you're in credit card debt. If you're not in credit card debt, you win medical bills. Like, you just, there's whatever. That, there's that. So, you don't let it, okay, don't, don't let, let it bother you. Me. Okay, so then what's the end goal with the um, business management? Where do you want to go with that? With my business management. Okay, so, um, I see myself, now let's talk about this nursing thing, you guys. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. So now, I have sickle cell anemia, and I'm, we might get into that later. So I have you can get into anemia. it now. Okay, cool. Just okay. So I live with sickle cell anemia. I've been living with it for 21 years. I don't. No, we gonna go back. Let's talk about nursing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to be a nurse because I wanted to work in my field with with other sickle cell, with adolescents with sickle cell. I wanted to be the one to say, I know what you're going through. I, I want to give you like coping mechanisms. Hey, this works for me. Maybe this will work for you. I want to be able to talk to you, be there for you. Because mm-hmm. I hate when I'm in the hospital and nurses are like, I understand how you feel. You don't understand how you feel because you're not the one in this hospital bed. You don't have sickle cell. You don't know what I go through. You don't know the pain I encounter. So I don't want to hear that come out your mouth because mm-hmm. it pisses me off every single time. Really? I can actually say, I understand because I do. I go with what you go, go through. Mm-hmm. But I realized I don't have to be a nurse to be in my sickle cell community, to be an advocate for my sickle cell community. And I also would like to be a motivational speaker. So I changed my major because I couldn't, to be honest with you guys, chemistry was kicking my butt. Can I curse on you? Mm-hmm. It was kicking my ass, y'all. It was, kick, <laughs> it was kicking my ass. Mm-hmm. So I had to take, I had to like drop that. So now it's like, I can see myself being a boss. Other, when other people see me, they're like, I get this boss vibe from you. 
I get that from myself because right. I am a boss. I right, am right. a young boss. Right. I see myself owning a business or I see myself elevating other people's businesses for them. So mm-hmm. I'm basically their success, but behind the scenes. So I'm, you know, like they're reaping all the fame and the benefits, but it's really me that got your business off the ground, mm-hmm. which I don't need the fame as long as I got my paper. Right. You feel me? Okay. Right, right. Um, so yes, now my major is business management and that's where I see myself. I either see, I see myself owning a business and I also see myself elevating other businesses and taking your business to the next level. What type? Do you know what type business? What type of business do I want? Do you just want to be a business owner? I just want to be a business owner, but let me tell you, don't steal my idea, because I will come for you. Hold on, you don't have to tell it on. I don't have to tell you. You I just want to. I kind of want to. Do you want to tell people what your idea? I want to. I mean, you can. I don't have millions of listeners. I got. You got. Right. It's okay. Let's see. Let's see. My listeners kind of washed. Okay, they, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to break it down to y'all. Go ahead. So I want to own multiple businesses, but I'm going to tell you this one that I've been, I want to do so bad. I want to own a... Somebody might. Listen. All right, so we, we cutting back in because she just said an idea, and I think one of y'all will try to take it because <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of a good idea, like better. It's more doable than I thought she I thought she was going to say something that kind of was like far-fetched, but it's more doable. I know a lot of y'all cook already anyway. I'm going to take it out. However, all right. Well, just know I want to own multiple businesses. And once I put one set in stone, I can set up another podcast interview. How about that? Money. All right. That'll work. That'll work. That's a bet. Okay. (laughs) Boom. So where we at right now? So we talked about where you want to go in life. You want to be a business owner. I want to be a business you also owner. so you also want to help people with sickle cell. Now, can yes. you explain to the people what, is what it is? I have sickle cell trait okay. and I didn't know that the trait can affect you. Right. But it did. I went through boot camp dying on like I was yes. dying trying to breathe. I was never understood why I couldn't run long distance really, <laughs> but I just thought okay, maybe I just got weak lungs or right. something. I just always thought I had weak lungs, so I, you know what I'm saying? So, could you explain it to Definitely. Okay, so sickle cell disease is a blood disorder. Um it's when your hemoglobin it doesn't reach i'm not gonna get all medical and scientific with you guys because you know whatever but it doesn't it's not where it needs to be so like a normal hemoglobin i think has to be like nine mm. mine will basically be like five to seven mm. that's when you you know that's when you're draining like you don't have energy to do anything um half of my cells are regular circular shape and the other half are like a crescent moon shape which make it makes it hard to pla- pass to your bloodstream which causes clots when you get clots it forms into a crisis which forms into excruciating pain it could be mm. pain from your face your legs your arms your back your chest your feet your butt i know that sounds weird but i had a lot of crises in my butt mm-hmm. but um, the ones in my face are the worst though mm. but if i have to um i'm when i was little i was in and out of the hospital i was there i used to be like an icu i used to have pneumonia but I don't really see it as a fight or a struggle for my life, and I don't see my disability as a disability. I just see it as an ability to make me stronger mm-hmm. for, and to, to, for me to have a story to tell people mm-hmm. and for me to say, I know if, I'm, if you're healthy and I'm doing what you're not doing, why can't you? You know, because I'm doing it. You know? mm-hmm. like, and it's a more struggle for me to do it. But basically, you, you're in a lot of pain. Um, you take, like, heavy-duty medications, like, even at home, like morphine, Oxycontin, it's it's like a struggle like and you don't know when your pain is going to come like you could just wake up brush your teeth and boom you're in pain or go to sleep boom you're in pain and i can't do sports i, I always want to run track i could never do it mm-hmm. i never got cleared every time i want to do a gym class in college i have to go through this big old thing where i have to go to a doctor get it signed i can't be in a pool for a long time if it's too hot i get sick if it's too cold i get sick i can't be dehydrated it's just a lot of stuff that comes with it but i take care of myself and i don't want pity and I don't feel sorry for myself mm-hmm. because I, I live like I'm like normal. Mm-hmm. I don't let it stop me from doing certain things. And if I can't do it, I'll tell you straight up, hey, I can't do it. You can think I'm lazy. You can think whatever. But all I know is I'm doing what's best for myself. Right. And I don't let nobody tell me different. So like I said, I don't see my disability as a disability. And I know a lot of people with sickle cell, a lot of them are obese because they let the doctors tell them they can't work out, which is a lie because I do it every semester. And yes, I get sick, but it's fine. Like I'm used to it. Um... They, they don't work. They're just like a lump on a log. They and gave I, up. They, they give up. You okay. know, it's like, oh, I have sick cell. I have a disease. Feel sorry for me. Give me money from the government. So that's not my life. I don't want to live a, from a check from the government. They, they can't. Ex- 
what do you call it, fund my expensive lifestyle. I have a very expensive lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I just can't be living from the government. It's just too much. So I'm going to make something for myself. You know, like I want you, I want everybody to know with no matter what your disease is, as long as you're not, you know, like impaired to walk or you're not handicapped, you can do anything. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's not stopping you. It should, it should never stop you from reaching your dreams, your goals. You should have aspirations. You should, you should just have business about yourself and sickle cell is not going to stop that. So mm-hmm. I just want y'all to know that. For everybody out there with sickle cell, you can really do whatever you want and you put your mind to. It's not going to stop you and it's not going to kill you. You could die from anything. Right. You could die, die from anything. You could die from going outside and lightning strikes you mm-hmm. or a, a stray bullet or just dying in your sleep. So why waste your, you know, why mm-hmm. waste your time and waste your life? For, this like, is true. And um, for the people who might not know, all right, so sickle cell is more looked at as a black thing. Yeah. And the reason it is is because a lot of us come from West Africa and sickle cell is a mutation. It's like, it's a blood mutation and it fights malaria. Mm-hmm. That's where it comes from. So that's, a lot of black, and, and there's a big controversy right now about how much um, how much funding is going to sickle cell research and everything versus like cystic I fibrosis. Want to talk I think. About that too. That's ridiculous. And, yeah, and it's because I guess most more um, more than more likely, it's much more likely that black people will have sickle cell. Much more likely, white people will have mm-hmm. cystic fibrosis. So all the funding is going, and really, it's because they fund their people, but. We're not funding. We're not thing, funding, we're not funding things like sickle cell and lupus, mm-hmm. which is killing. Mm-hmm. Lupus taking a lot of black people out, and sickle cell is making a lot of black people live in um, very adverse situations. You're one of the few, I guess, that would be out here and not letting it stop you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. I remember a girl in um, high school had sickle cell, and she didn't. She wasn't um, lazy or anything. She did everything she could do but it would just have her in the office sometimes just laid out crying crazy you know it, just, that, that happens but yeah. you have to pick yourself right like i never say it puts it never puts me out because it mm-hmm. puts me down and i have friends here that will do the most for me you know like that will bust into my room massage me massaging for hours you need mm-hmm. to go to the hospital what you need, you need some water you need this they like they got me mm-hmm. and i appreciate that but i don't ever want pity and yes it's annoying sometimes when it just happens out of nowhere and you're just like why the hell this have to happen right now you just see everybody else around you kiki and having a good old time and mm. just like i'm down and out i can't you know but i never let that take me out of the game all i know is when i come back i'm gonna be back stronger you feel me i'm gonna just i'm gonna yes it may kick kick my ass for that point in time but i'm not gonna let it keep me down and let it keep kicking my ass it's, it's, yeah. it, can't, it can't happen okay i gotta show you what's what's really good what's good and okay I'm, wait can i talk about this talk, talk 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 okay so a lot of people are like texting me and hitting me up with this video because they have a cure for sickle cell a lot of a lot of people are like oh are you interested in this my mom my boyfriend they're like i really want you to get it honestly mm-hmm. y'all i don't want a cure for sickle cell because mm-hmm. i feel like sickle cell makes me me a lot of y'all are probably like mm-hmm. a lot of you're like what yeah. you go through pain you go through all this and you don't want to carry it i don't want to carry it and honestly i want to be such a strong advocate for my community to the point where i don't to be like I used to have sickle cell and I'm still talking about it no mm. I'm living with it with you guys we're living with it together we can get through this together mm-hmm. I was born with this this is what the, this is what the cards have been dealt God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers and I have that tattooed on me and it's for a reason mm-hmm. I'm gonna live my life and when I die is when I die mm-hmm. and yes we may live a shorter life but because I go to the doctor every month I take care of myself and they're like oh wow you're doing really good like you're looking to live a long life I believe that too mm-hmm. I'm not gonna let this define my lifespan oh I'm gonna die at the age of 50 I may die at 60 so they talk to you like that they, and talk, the doc- they, they talk- say you look like you're gonna live a long life yes wow. they say they talk to me because you're like every your, your numbers are good you're taking your medicine I could tell you're taking care of yourself like I, I do what I gotta do to make sure that when I go there I'm not like embarrassed and they don't have nothing to say because it's like I wanna you know mm-hmm. I know I get sick easy so let me just take care of myself let mm-hmm. me help myself not get as sick as much that's real so you guys I don't wanna care for sick as hell and I'm not going to get it I don't want to I mm-hmm. really don't and it may come with complications further in life when I wanna have kids but that's why you go to the doctor you take precautions and you just do what you gotta do so what's the complications with childbirth complications I may have to have like a blood infusion I may you never know I could die I could die at birth just because mm-hmm. I'm losing so much blood and there's so much pressure on me that I could but mm-hmm. I'm not thinking like that and okay. if my doctor says it's a risk then guess what it's a risk and I will have somebody else have my baby I could use my eggs use my okay. you know it's yeah. gonna be mine but i probably won't have it but um if there's no complications 
I'm gonna just have my kid and what happens it happens but I know now I'm not gonna have no short life I'm meant to be somebody on this earth I'm meant to make my mark I'm meant to make my stamp and it's not gonna happen within a short period of time so mm-hmm. I'm gonna be here for a minute mm-hmm. that's just how that go that's how I go that's how it go ooh <laughs> hey if y'all ever thought about stopping see I just like people like me we got like a felony you know what I'm saying <laughs> we try to let felonies stop us I mean me personally I'm like you but for my community mm-hmm. which will be like I said fellas right. they see me and they like cause I, I you know right. I'm going as far as I feel like going feel so then they see you they gonna be like oh and what they call um this is my realtor right now <laughs> when they call um what, you, what you're saying, like you want to, you would rather live with it because it drives you yeah, pretty yeah. much. It's called, um, Damon John wrote a book, and Damon John is the founder of FUBU, called The Power of Broke. That's the same theory. It's that thing that drives you. Like yeah. poor people tend to be the most successful the most people successful who come, like people. look at Oprah. Oprah was dirt poor. Dirt like poor. People, Tyler Perry. Yeah, poor. people mm-hmm. like that, they they just, they catapult themselves into stardom and whatever success. <laughs> so that, that, um... That's good. Yes. That's good. That's interesting that you say you don't want the cure, though. I don't. Like, you can't just get the cure and still be an advocate. Everybody says that, but I'm going to feel like a fake. I'm going to feel like a phony. Oh, I'm man. sitting here talking to you, mm-hmm. and I know I went through it. Yes, let's say I got the cure when I was 22. Okay, mm-hmm. boom. I had it for 21 years. I want to have it for the rest of my life so I could really be there with you. Mm-hmm. I want to experience everything with you. I want to be in your shoes. I want to mo- walk a mile in your shoes and you can walk a mile in mine. I don't want to say, yeah, I used to have sick cell, but I'm still an advocate for you guys. But um, no, what kind of crap is that? Mm-hmm. I want to be there. You know, like I want to live it. I feel you. So, I feel you. All right. That, that, that's that. Um, <laughs> hey, she's a fighter. <laughs> okay. She is a fighter. All right. Let me. Um, let, let, let's. Let's, um, so you said something about your boyfriend. Yes. Your boyfriend, does he want you to get the cure? He or wants he, me to get the cure. Did he just suggest it? No, and, he really wants me to get it along with my mom. Okay, I know your mom would want yes. it. Yes. So the boyfriend is like, how long have y'all been together? Going on four years. All right, so he's third. like he's like family now. So he's yes. not like trying to just be nice and go whatever nah, you say. Nah, nah. He's like, no, go get he's the cure. He's there, yes. Okay. All right, he go, he doesn't go here. The so, biggest supporter. Does no. he go to this school? He goes to University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. Okay, mm-hmm. he's he an athlete, football. right? Yes, he has a full ride. Okay, he's an athlete with a full ride. Yes. Football. Yes. What's his position? His is an offensive line, but he, he can play line. both. But offense. both what? Offense and defensive line. Yeah. Okay. So you're dealing with an athlete. Yes. Hmm. Mm. I know. And that's is, this is long distance too at yes. Tennessee. It's long distance. Let's let let. Hold I on. Like so y'all, this. so y'all, y'all both trust each other then. Let's get into this conversation. I'm uh, hold on. Right I want. This is yes or no. Y'all yeah. Trust yes. Each other? We trust each other. Completely. Completely. That's good. Well, we have bumps in the roads now, and I'm gonna let, I'm gonna tell you all about this. But yes, I reach. I trust him, and he trusts me, and that's just how we rocking. Okay. See, cause like. Um, I don't, maybe the young men are different these days. I know, you know, like I told you, when I was a young buck, we wasn't thinking too much about, like, you know, the F word, <laughs> faithful, wasn't really like a word. <laughs> it wasn't a word back then. I feel you. You know, it became a word later on. Later on, right. And not even men. The, the women in college, girls in college, right. you know, sometimes they, they have to, they sit around people. People start looking good to them, too. Mm-hmm. And things happen and people happen and things Listen, shake and break me, and I'm a, we gonna go into a story go into the and story because i'm gonna then. be an open I, book I, right now what i want what i want to um what i want people to to see right is the evolution of the times because i just don't relationships didn't really work out that's through good. college years you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying and that's the reason probably that's the reason why marriage rates are so low now a lot of people not a family's not together these days because they don't take this time right now to either like stay together practice being in a relationship they or whatever they we want to be fast asses fast asses okay all right so then what's the situation Listen, let's straight up so look me and my boyfriend met over Instagram. I'm gonna go into this story. So we who met over Instagram. Who's DMs? So this is I'm gonna tell you the story. Okay. Alright, so he did like my post for a good morning post. Liked it. He said, Good morning, beautiful. I was the only one he said that to. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> okay. You know, you know how I'm popping. Alright, so 
the day went on he was like okay let's play a game put my name this is when Axe FM was you know popping mm -hmm. so he was like push name in my Axe FM and I'll tell you something about you so I put my Instagram name at the time it was Guap and I put it in there he was like um honestly you're very beautiful you have a nice smile and don't think I'm weird but that mole above your below your eye is cute and mm -hmm. I was like whoa nobody has ever commented on my, my mole before mm -hmm. I was like hey kick me cool mm -hmm. I was not expecting this to go anywhere mm -hmm. kick me we was talking talking every day he'd be like alright call you later gotta go for football practice i never knew this dude was good at football i was like okay everybody go to football practice mm -hmm. cool. so we talking i go on my date with him we go to buffalo wild wings no we go to the movies that was our first date mm -hmm. i saw him i was like damn he cute mm -hmm. so went to go see war rosie and Kevin Hart. we was chilling and after that i was like he's too nice i don't mm. i don't know i can't mm. i'm not really you know feeling it you too know nice too nice okay. back then i was i thought i liked them you know hard asses um the wannabe thugs okay. no they're not where it's at you guys and where, what school at. were you at at this time i was at rockdale okay and he went to columbia okay so oh so he he was like from the hood though but he just wasn't hood. he, was he nice. wasn't yeah he's a He's a suburban hood, a hood. Like, you know, like... Columbia when, um, is Decatur, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a little rough area. Yeah, but he's not. He's nothing like that at all, though. Oh, okay. He's about his business. Okay, okay. Okay, so I was like, he's a little bit too nice, you know? So that's when we were starting. He was starting to call me baby. We were starting to go back and forth. I sent him this message like, hey, I don't know. If, I think we should stop doing this. Like, um, like stop calling me, you know, putting titles on it. I don't want to see, you know, whatever. I don't think I really like you like that. And... I felt so bad and mm -hmm. he was like planning on not talking to me he was like I wasn't gonna talk to you at all but you know my brother was like it's gonna be okay so we talked then I remember I went to New York and I was like hey you wanna call me if you stay on the phone the whole time you know you can be my best friend mm -hmm. well what right okay mm -hmm. so he was like okay called him and I was like damn I'm starting to dig him so we went on another day we went to Buffalo Wild Wings and yeah so I, after that we liked him now it's three years later mm. let's get into the nitty-gritty so now we were together all the time we went to different high schools but every weekend during the week he had a car he would come get me we'll go out see each other boom we went to college now he goes to tennessee i'm in georgia how do we make that work he he has a car i don't have a car so usually i take the mega bus i go see him like every other weekend right um go see him now i'm getting busier in school so that would kind of like die down but mm -hmm. i still see him he has his car he comes see me we argue we fight we are what people consider relationship goals and i always say never admire anybody else's relationship mm -hmm. because everything that glitter isn't gold and the grass is not green on the other side right so you don't know what goes behind closed what goes on behind closed doors. So to the public, everybody may be like, "Oh yes, their relationship goes." And which we are. We love each other. We trust each other. But we argue. We fight. And yes, things has happened. We have been on the verge of breaking up plenty of times. Mm -hmm. Does anybody know that? No, because I'm a very private person. I don't mm -hmm. tell my friends. When me and my friends are argue, when me and my boyfriend are arguing, I don't be like, "Girl, guess what?" Because guess what? That's when people start stirring little hate in the pot. They start putting everything in your pot, and mm -hmm. you gonna come out. You trying to make chicken soup? You get goat soup like mm. it's everybody business don't need to be in in, in your ear because that's when mm. you make wrong decisions that's when people want to see good for you but they really don't they have other intentions right. you know so right, right. i don't tell people i'm very private so we, we've been on the verge of breaking up plenty of times just because i'm too busy i don't have time to call him on facetime you know or mm. he's been too busy he don't got time to call me on facetime or who you texting who's that I, you, this your best friend? I don't like your best friend. Why are you texting her? Why y'all texting like that? You know, we mm -hmm. go through stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And yes, honestly, so look, the other day, talking, he he told me, he was like, babe, guess what? Cheated on you. Mm. I said, guess what? Me too. Guess what? We both did it. Whoa. But guess where we are now? We're still hanging in strong. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Exactly. Hold on, time Plot twist. Time real quick. Plot twist. Y'all both did it. We both did it. Both college situations. Both college situations. This, now, this, let me tell you why we're back where we are now. Listen, people. Y'all hear what's going on right now. So, <laughs> listen, hold on. I don't know what, what's going on now. <laughs> I, I don't know what's happening. All right, so my man, my man says... Babe, I gotta tell you something. I cheated on you. Now, men, we know how to how we do that. You know, we just tell a woman, "Hey, uh, this happened, X, Y, Z." But nobody's ready for her to say she did it too. <laughs> oh, Nobody was ready. Nobody's ready right. for that. Nobody's I don't even ready. know. Like he probably heard that and said, "Whoa!" Like, like every um, a lot of women lately have been flipping the script. Like, what if your woman did that to you, and now you are telling him? I did do it. Would mm -hmm. you have told him if he didn't say that? 
Yes, I would have. At what point? It, it, would, it wasn't going to be like a year later. It would have been like a month or something. I would just have to like work up the the guts, the courage to be like, look, I did it. Who, who, which one of y'all asked for details? Anybody? Nobody? What you, yeah, I asked for details. So I was like, okay, boom, with who? How it happened? She did this to you? Did she do that? Oh, man. How that, because you want to know what? I wasn't mad. And let me tell y'all why I'm not mad. I don't have no ring on my finger. He don't got no ring on his finger. Mm-hmm. We're in college. The years, the life to experience your life. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have a boyfriend. Yes, be faithful to him. I'm not saying go out here and be a hoe. No, because that's not what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is if something happens, it happens. I'm not married. I'm not tied down to you. Word. I don't, I don't have, I have obligations to you. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I'm not going to stop my life fully hold and hold everything. Mm-hmm. If something comes my way, it comes my way. If it happened, boom. It's done. I did it. I'm not going to regret it. I'm not going to be like, it was a mistake. It's just I learned from it, and mm-hmm. boom, it happened. Mm-hmm. So, look, this is how I feel about relationships in college. I, I don't know. I think this is it. You're not married. Live your life. This is the time to experience. Do you think that your mom and your dad that's been together for going on 40 years, you think they haven't cheated at all on each other? No. They probably cheated with Tom, Dick, and Harry, Kim, and Kara, <laughs> Jesse, but boom, they made it with they made it together because they were meant to be together. They, mm-hmm. they overcame those obstacles. Every healthy relationship goes through shit. It don't, every healthy relationship is just all giggles and laughing, rainbows and every, no, it's arguing. It's get out my face. I don't want to see you right now. Everybody goes through this. Mm-hmm. You just have to be strong enough to hold on to your significant other if you really love them and just be like, you know what? I'm going to go through this. This is what life is. I want to experience life with you. I want to go through life with you. Mm-hmm. Life is not all funs and kicks and tricks. It's just not. And it, mm-hmm. everything, people, stuff happen, bumps happen along the road, and bam, if you are strong enough to stick with each other, you just made it. And if you're not, then guess what? That person was just not meant for you. And you have another person that's meant to show you the world and to treat you right that's coming along the way and you may say i don't want nobody else Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure you don't but that's that's just not the person i was meant for you you may think that's your first love and i love him so much and i love her so much and i can't see my life without them because that's all you know Mm -hmm. you didn't give your time to get over the person you didn't give your time to experience other people so how i feel about college relationships i feel like all all relationship in college should be uh, open non-open which means we get to double dabble, <clears throat> but we know where we come home to. Okay, but so that's not how my relationship are is. You, so it's not like that, but it's you feel like, like it should be. I feel like it should be. You feel that, like yours should be like that. I feel like every. I feel like kind of everybody should be like that. Okay, this is this is um, this is a good this is a good word. So now, how's he feeling though? He's like okay, but he he's like we're we're in the same boat. I don't I don't want to because then what if something does happen? You know, mm-hmm. but I, this is what I say: if something does happen, then guess what? That just means it was meant to happen. How big is he? I like tall. He's six, six six, three hundred pounds. So he could go to the NFL. Yes. Like good chance he can go good to the chance. NFL. Okay. So you got to do potential NFL. And money don't mean nothing to me though. NFL I'm, don't mean nothing to me. But. It it will it's eventually it's gonna mean something, cause even if yes, if when if we're together, it will mean something. But let's say that we broke up tomorrow and mm-hmm. he made it to the NFL, I would have, I would never be like, damn, should have stayed with his ass because he was in the NFL. I don't give a fuck about that because I'm making my own money. I don't need nobody to yeah. support me. You yeah. feel me? So yeah. I'm I will be very happy for him, mm-hmm. and I will cheer him on. But I would never be like, damn, I could have been a football wife. I don't give a fuck that. Okay. I don't care. Okay. This is, this, this is cool. This is cool. What okay, is so boom. Now, so that we can get a better understanding of you. Of me, yes. Of you. Let's go backwards. What's up? Wait, yep. just to clear things up, me and my boyfriend, we're together, we're good. We are now we haven't did anything else since mm-hmm. then. We're you know, we are honest with each other and no, we're not an open, non open relationship. We're good. But I just feel like in college, yes. Okay. I just feel like that should be it. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, this is interesting. <laughs> All right, so your parents, did they go to college? My dad, no. He didn't even finish high school, but he's a very successful person. So you don't need college to be right, successful. Right, 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 right. Um, my mom, she's in college now. Okay. She's what? working on her masters. She's working on her masters. In social work. Did she did she go to college before like before you got to this age? She did, and then she went to culinary school. It got too expensive, so she stopped. And then, mm-hmm. of course, I was there. So, mm-hmm. and then she did go to school, but then she stopped. So, 
it was like on and off. But now she's continuously going and she's working on her master's now. So you saw your mom go to college when you were smaller. Did that make you want to go or you just wanted to go anyway? Nah, because as I was like in school, my mom was not in college. Like I never remember her going to college. I always remember her working. Mm. I never, so no, I was never a, a kid that grew up in a family that, yeah, they all went to college. Like, no. So basically, I'm the first, I guess, to say to actually really be in college this long and to continue and not stop. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what does your dad do? He owns, like, a couple businesses. Like, he had a lawn business, a, um inspection business, and he does, like, something else. And he lives in um, Florida. He lives in oh. West Palm Beach. West Palm Beach. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think I remember seeing on your Snapchat when you were down there with him. His house is nice, mm -hmm. nicer. Mm -hmm. It's a nice house. Mm -hmm. he so he's making good, good money. Yeah, he's making, making good money. money. No, no high school. He never went back and got his high school never, diploma. Nothing. No he college was, degree. No high school diploma. He was done. Did he used to be a street dude or something? No, he was no. He, he just, my dad was always a hustler. He had a job since he was like thirteen. He just stopped going to school. He just he just school's not for him, and that's why I hated high school so much. I think because it's like genes carried over. I'm, yeah. I'm even surprised that I'm even doing what I'm doing in college right now. But yeah. Yeah, school just wasn't for him at all. That's that's uh, that's interesting though. Mm -hmm. But that's that's a good another sign. Like I said, I got a lot of um, a lot of people that listen. Not that I, it's a lot, a nice percentage of the people that listen. They work daily. We all work daily. Mm -hmm. And some people don't know that they can go out and start them a business mm -hmm. and make some real money, make some real live money. the lifestyle they might think about <laughs> or dream about living. Definitely. Every day. Every day. Um, everybody, that's a lesson. Work on what you don't even have to tell anybody because you know how people try to they try to mess with your goals. They try to tell you you can't do something. Just keep it to yourself. Write it down. Mm -hmm. You know, work on it every day. Maybe maybe a little bit. Especially a lot of us with kids and um, families. Just write down things. Do a little bit at a time. Eventually, you'll be living in West Palm Beach with a nice house and a pool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. Definitely. So we got a good relationship. We have uh, open-ish relationship. Uh, we we are conquering sickle cell. We're dealing with business management. Um, you w were part of the student government, and what was your position? So, can I go into a story about this too? Do I have like a time limit? No, nah, go ahead. Okay, <laughs> I have a story for everything. Mm -hmm. So, came to college. Wasn't really expecting to do anything, you know, go to school, mm -hmm. do me. Then my mom worked at this place called Africa's Children's Fund. She had a boss, and the boss was like, hey, I know somebody that works at your daughter's school, and she has, like, a very high position. You should go meet with him, meet mm -hmm. with her. So I was like, I don't want to meet with nobody. Who the heck am I meeting with? Who is this? Mm -hmm. All right, bam, set up an interview. My mom was like, please just go meet with her. So I was like, hello, Dr. Lumpkin. You know, my name is Dika Williams. Blue. Met with her. Then she was like, hey, you want to be part of the Student Government Association? You want to be part of the Globe? You want to be part of the News Network? This now. I was like, whoa, I, mm, I don't want to do none of this. Mm -hmm. Then I was like, why not? So I signed up for the Student Government Association. I went there and I was like, whoa, this, I don't think this is my cup of tea. Because it was like a whole bunch of, I don't know. It's just like a whole bunch of not my type of people, you mm -hmm. know? But what is that? Whatever. Mm -hmm. You just have to, you can't judge a book by its cover. So, you know, I was doing that. Went to went to the interview. Did that with Flying Colors. Got a, got feedback. They was like, um, we would like for you to join our club. I said, okay, cool. Then I was working. We went on retreat. And I was really interested at that point. And I was like, you know, I'm going to make myself stand out. So mm -hmm. I, I went to the president. I went to the chase. I was talking to him, asking him questions, making it seem like I was very available. When it, it wasn't a fake either. It was just I was interested at that moment. Mm -hmm. Then they noticed that. So I was a freshman senator. And within a semester, I became... Uh, I became a chair of my own committee. So I started running my own committee, which was the Student Services Committee. Mm -hmm. Then they changed Student Services Committee to the Social Justice Committee. So I was the chair of Student Services and Social Justice Committee. Mm -hmm. Basically, Student Government Association is we are the government of a school. So if you have any problems, any concerns, you come to us. Um, you need new microwaves, we replace those. Mm -hmm. You want the dining hall to open longer, we will fight for you. You want bigger cups in the dining hall, we got you. You mm -hmm. want water fountains that you can refill your bottles with, we got you. Mm -hmm. You know, like different things like that. You mm -hmm. want different events on campus, okay, cool. We're going to try to make that happen. So that's what we are. So I was the chair of both those committees within a semester. And I was like, whoa, this is 
this is cool. Like, I only been here for a semester. There's people who's been here for a whole year, mm-hmm. and they still don't have their own charity committee. And I know they're working hard, but they must have saw something in me, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, which led me to go on to do so many other things. So then I got asked to be, to run for vice president of SGA, and I was, like, skeptical. I was like, I don't know. Then I was like, you know, I think I got this. So me and Micah ran. We did. We ran along with another, you know, opponent, and they ended up winning, which was totally fine with me because I felt like, it pro- I didn't need it. I didn't really need it anyway because I didn't really know as much as probably I could have known, you know. So mm-hmm. I didn't want to. I want to represent the school as best as possible, and I just felt like that wasn't my time to do it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go back to the Senate Government Association because it was like a mistake. Because I only filled out the application to be a vice president and not to be back in the Senate if I were to lose. So I missed my spot. So I, you know, I got out of that. Mm-hmm. But now I am the president of Wise Tribe the president of Active Minds. I am on the Grizzly um, Saving Lives Committee. Um, I, I just recently landed the position as a co-maker of the Grizzly News Network. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I deal with that with a lot of things. So I am a very, I am a resident assistant. I'm an RA and I love, I love what I do. I love being an RA. That's like one of the best mm-hmm. jobs ever, basically. It, it just fits my personality. Right. But, um, so that's everything that I do in school. So very involved. I'm very involved. So, um, And I don't plan on stopping. So, okay. <laughs> So that's that's a good segue then, because yes. um, you said that you weren't really into politics like that. But what's the political climate like around campus as far as the national politics? Do people talk about it? Is it discussed? It's probably discussed, but I will never know. Because not in your circle. Not in my circle. And it, it may be discussed in my circle, but like I said, I don't care for politics. I don't mm-hmm. I don't watch CNN. I don't watch the inauguration. I don't watch any speeches with presidents i just that's just not my cup of tea i don't really mm-hmm. care and I, i'm very ignorant to the subject i'm not even gonna lie so if you were to ask me a question i'll probably look at you like um mm-hmm. what you know like i just know obama was our first black president so happy we accomplished that right, we got right. to, i got to live to see that but um to go into what he's has done for us and whatever all i know is i don't think i was really affected it probably has but i don't know mm-hmm. so yeah, and now with this whole Trump is in office, I can really care less because Trump don't determine my future. He don't right. take nothing I got going on with me, so he can run up all up and through that office. And so if you haven't um, been hearing things about it, then other people probably feel the same way you feel, maybe. Maybe. Probably. Who, who knows? Okay. So, but, all right, so you had something going on with Planned Parenthood, though. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you for or against Planned Parenthood? I'm for Planned Parenthood. You're for Planned Parenthood. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pro-choice. Pro, pro-choice? Pro-choice. Okay, yeah, that's the term. Okay. Yes. So, um, what, what what's your involvement with this Planned Parenthood thing on campus? Um, So, it's not in, really an involvement thing. Okay. It was just, um, so I'm a, with the news, that's like just a topic we wanted to cover. Oh. So, just for this... For the for this week and next week, because we're gonna be following up on that, will mm-hmm. be the only time I'll be involved with Planned Parenthood. But after that, we'll be on to another mm-hmm. subject. But it was just this week. The topic was Planned Parenthood. We just wanted to educate the students on our campus about what exactly Planned Parenthood is, what services they offer, and with the funding, with this whole thing that's going on with funding, how would it, you know, how would it affect them, and the ramifications. Basically, we just wanted to know all of that. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do. We talked about that. We just gave like statistics, like. How how they offer it's not only for women it's for men and women they do um testing for all types of stds Mm -hmm. um pregnancy prevention they you know safe sex all that they teach you about all that so that's what Planned Parenthood is but it's not really like an involvement it's just me doing some research on it and telling the students on campus about it basically okay so um what what type of college student are you are you the type are you the type that take classes to pass or you, you are you actually trying to retain some of this information I guess I'm both, but since my major was nursing this whole time and I've been taking classes pertaining to nursing, I mean, I took like English and math and, you know, psychology. I actually love psychology. Mm-hmm. And so I do retain that. But like chemistry and um, all that other crap. And I do retain some math, of course, English. I use that every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but next semester would really be my new journey mm-hmm. with my new major. So, yes, I will be the type of college student to actually want to retain the information because I'm going to be dealing with this on a day-to-day basis after right. I graduate. So, I have to know at least something that I'm doing, you know? Yes. I have to retain at least like 50, 60, 75% of the information. I'm not going to say 100 because right. 
Yeah, but <laughs> it's a lot of information. They make you take a lot of classes. Yeah, a general, lot of classes that you don't really need. Right, a lot yeah. of general information classes. Ridiculous. Okay, so I think we got we got pretty much and a good introduction of you. And then when you go back and listen to this, you can take this and um, you listen to it, see how you did, see how you feel about your voice, and mm-hmm. you take it to your news. Your new, um, new, are you an anchor or what? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm Okay, an so you'll be on the news pretty much all the time. Yes. You figure out what you want to fix, right. you know, critique yourself, Definitely. have your friends critique you, you know. But I'm about to get into some things. You can chime in if you want, um, if anything stands out to you or you might know something else that you can add to it. Okay. Um, now what I like to do is I call it Kilo's quick. My, I go by Kilo. I don't like my name being, you know, I okay. can't, I, I, and this didn't just happen when I got, right. you know, when the internet got big. I, I started going by different names when I was like 14. Right. Cause I just don't people, you know, saying my name and all that. Anyway, Kilo's quick cash course. What I like to do is give a brief, um, description of something that I think everybody needs to know when it comes to finances or anything with personal finance or financial literacy, anything. But this week I want to go into mortgages and uh, what a mortgage is and how easy it is to get it. This will be brief. All right. So everybody Mm -hmm. who listen, y'all know if y'all follow me on Facebook, (laughs) I have been talking about um, black people getting homes lately because of how low our home ownership is. It's been going down under Obama for whatever reason, I don't know, but we're at 41%, so a mortgage. Now, mortgage is a word I think is Latin, and it means death pledge, <laughs> which is funny, right? <laughs> mort, the, f- the first part of mortgage, mort, that means death, like mortality, anything like that. Engage, that's pledge. We put it together, you got a death pledge, meaning this is some wild, random loan process that keeps that tries to keep you under the grips now you pay a whole lot of money you pay a lot more than uh the home that you're trying to buy but the goal when you buy a house is to not really keep it for 30 years you really want to get it maybe stay 10 years build some equity up and sell it and get out of there because that interest is is a killer now um the different types of mortgages are you have conventional loans you have um, fha loans you have VA loans. Those are the, probably the biggest three that you'll, you'll need to care about. VA loan is the one who, um, veterans, they can get those loans and they don't need to put any money down. That's the biggest thing about it. No money down, usually lower interest rates. Now the FHA loan is for people like us, lower income black people. It's not for black people, but it's, it's for lower income people, right? And what it is, you, put, um, you only put down three and a half percent down payment. So let's say you go out and get a $100,000 house, your down payment will be around 3500 That's easy. It's more to it than that, but that's basically what it is. Now, conventional loan, um, conventional loans normally have um, lower interest rates than FHA loans and lower, pay, lower monthly payments. But you have to put down 20%. So imagine buying a $100,000 house, you have to put $20,000. Most, most of us don't have $20,000 just in the bank. We want to get there, but we don't. And a lot of people, um, like the the um, median home price in Georgia is like 180,000. So 20% of that. Let's let's do the math real quick. What's 180 divided by five? You're in math. We don't have to do 180 what, what is it? All right, so <laughs> that's easy. That's around 40,000. Okay, no, it's not 40. It's around 35,000. Okay, so 35,000 dollars down on the house. You don't really want to get a conventional loan unless you have money. A lot of times. Black people don't have that because no, we don't have a parent that just loans us and say, "Hey, we have I have fifteen thousand for you. Happy graduation! Here's twenty thousand." White people do a lot of times. Uh, more than likely, they do. Not more than likely, but a lot of them do. Okay, so those are the different loan types, y'all. Um, y'all know, like I've been telling y'all lately, go out there and attempt. If you've been working in the same place for the last two years, go to a mortgage company and try to get a loan. That, that's all you need. All you need is income. Don't worry about your credit. Don't worry about any of that. Just go talk to them. Let them um, give them everything they ask for, all the paperwork. Let them um, compile the numbers, and they'll tell you if they can give you a loan or not. Okay. That's all, that's all I have on that. I, I, I have a little thing here that says ease or difficult. It's pretty easy to get a loan, uh, a mortgage. As long as you've been working steadily, you can get a loan. Now, the amount of money is a different story. 
how much you'll be approved for. That's another story. But get out there and um and try to buy a house, man. They, um, there's a company called BlackRock. I promise y'all, they're about to make it so that people won't buy houses anymore. They're about to make it a trend to keep on moving. It's it's um, it's gonna be like uh, Uber. Or I guess Airbnb, but longer term Airbnb, (laughs) but shorter rentals. So people, it'll be trendy to just move every six months or something like that. BlackRock is about them. They're buying up everything. Trust me when I tell y'all. Go buy a house before none are available. All right, boom. Now, is anything? No. No, you don't have anything. Okay. Do you want to buy a house? Are you like, are you a condo type or what are you? House type. Um. After I graduate college, I'll be like in an apartment, a condo. But then when I'm getting ready to start a family, yeah, definitely I'll buy my house. Okay. But not until then. Okay, okay, okay. You Extra like money in my pocket. Big yards or what? Yes, I do want a big closed yard so my kids can run around and play. Okay, okay, big. Co- they could be, you know, private. I don't want nobody complaining on my kids because. Yeah. Yeah, so we don't have a yard. Yeah, people used to complain about us when I was growing up yeah, all the time. They complain to my brothers all the time. And I'm just like, we got to get out. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, y'all. So my, y'all know I don't I don't ch- let y'all leave without a couple numbers. And one thing I've been uh, looking at that has been interesting me, interesting me. Am I saying it right? Yes, like, interesting, interesting to me. Interesting. No, it's okay. I won't even, I'm not even about to keep on going. Yeah, okay. All right, y'all. <laughs> jail. How many black people are in jail? We know there's a lot of black people in jail, right? There's about two million prisoners in America. Right, like 51 percent of them are black. But we're only 12% of the population, 12 and a half, whatever. We're, we're a low number. But then you guys remember my episode about the election. There's, um, there's 43 counties in America of the 3,000 that have zero black people, just no black people at all. 700 counties out of 3,000 have less than half a percent black population. So I said, um, what does the pri- prison population look like in those places, right? Let's Let's... It was interesting to me, right? So I looked at Montana. Montana has the lowest percentage of black people. They have 4,000 black people in Montana. There's there's colleges with more black people than the whole state of Montana. Y'all feel what I'm saying? Montana has four black people, uh, 4,000 black people. That's uh, 0.67%. 0.67 of 1%. That's two-thirds of 1% of their total population. I mean, it's like 993 percent white people in Montana you might be thinking well black people definitely can't be locked up in Montana right this is like not possible it's not enough that's wrong black people are still 6.3 times more likely to be locked up in Montana than white people this is interesting to me like why we don't even live there, <laughs> no, so, we, don't live there. we don't even live there so what do they just okay so y'all know I went I, I can't just give you one state I went to the top, the, the lowest five uh, states with the black population. I did it by percentage, not number. Vermont has 0.87% black people. Idaho, uh, 0.95. Maine, 1.03. And North Dakota has 1.08. And um, in Vermont, we're uh, 10.5 times more likely to be locked up than white people. Idaho. 4.7 times more likely. Maine, six times more likely. North Dakota, 5.2 times more likely. So, um, yeah, y'all help me out. Let me know. Um, do you think we are just that much more criminal than everybody else? Like, are we just inherently bad? Is there an innate criminal gene in us? Um, do, are, are black people, do we have a criminal gene that lays that, that lies dormant just waiting to bust out? Do you ever feel like committing crimes? No. You just don't feel like it, right? So why, why, why are they locking us up like this? We're, it's like a preconceived at us. I don't know. It's like a, I don't know what it is. Like the white people are just, they think of us and they look at us as like totally different people. And let me tell you this story. I was in the car with my, it was, you know, two white people. Mm-hmm. And they was like, I went to this club and this guy pulled me and I got scared. So I went to go ask this big black guy to go tell that other guy to get off of me. And mm-hmm. I looked at her like, I'm really about to spaz the fuck out in this car. I had to just calm down. So I was like, is that how you look at us? So like we're big black and we're ready to start <laughs> trouble. Like what yeah. is, like what are we? Like we're just big black people ready to fight people and fight. kill people. And like mm-hmm. what, like they just think of us as 
animals. I think that's what they really, it's they ridiculous. That's why we're in cages That's like why this. we're in cages. That, and that's the thing. So you know how we, um, a lot of times we like to combine struggles with what we call it black and brown struggle. Mm -hmm. You might be surprised at the, at the rates that um, Hispanic people are incarcerated compared to us. Mm -hmm. You would think black and brown, every, we're all getting treated the same way, right? Nah, no. we're not. Okay, so then I looked at Texas, which has a very large uh, Hispanic population and a low black one, and uh, uh, California. California and Texas both have 38% Hispanic population. That's, that's a large chunk. And uh, California has 6% black people. Texas has 11%. Black people in, um, in California are 8.8 .8 times more likely to be incarcerated than white people, while Hispanics are 1.9 times more likely to be locked up than uh, white people. I could go, I could go more into that number if I if I wanted to for y'all. Y'all know that I could, but I'm not going to. Just look at the number. We are 8.8. .8, they are 1.9 times more likely. That means we're around six times, uh, around four times more likely to be locked up than Hispanics in California. Right. Then let's look at Texas. Texas, we are four times more likely to be locked up than white people, while Mexico, uh, well, Mexican, Hispanics are 1.2 times more likely. That means we're still four times more likely to be locked up in Texas than, his, than Hispanics are. So how is it that in every state in America, whether we're there, whether we have a prevalent population, a large population, small population, anything, we're still the ones to be locked up more. They have this big thing going on in the news where they try to make it seem like they're just against all these immigrants and black people are joining in on this fight. The whole time they treating us the same way they've been treating us for the last 150 years. They had they they like when they when they start um discriminating against Muslims, women, uh or Muslims, white women, uh Mexicans, they never stop treating black people the crazy way. They just they just use this word minority and we feel like, hey, this is our opportunity to be included. So what do we do? We jump on that struggle and we try to fight somebody else's fight. Meanwhile, our cousins in jail, <laughs> brothers in jail, dads in jail. Everybody's locked up. Meanwhile, we struggling for our Yeah. Life. Meanwhile, our women, there's not even enough men to even procreate with them because we're not around. Right. And listen, it's sickening. I'm just I'm, I'm pointing these numbers out to you all so you can see. This immigration struggle, it is a struggle. The immigrants should fight for their rights. That's not our fight. That isn't our fight. We're still trying to get fair sentencing. We're still trying to get adequate housing. We still want to be approved for business loans. Did you guys know that under Obama, uh, we were given 1.8% of the small business loans? And it was like 12% under Bush. How, how does that happen? Did y'all know that, or you know from last week's, or a couple weeks ago episode, our, 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 our home ownership went down like 5% under Obama. So listen, these other fights, they're not, they don't belong to us. And HBCU enrollment is going down. They're losing a lot of people, losing a lot of government money. A lot of poor kids can't afford to go to HBCUs. Listen, y'all, these struggles don't belong to us. Our struggle is different than everybody else's. We're not immigrants. We don't have a country to protect us, to speak up for us, um, or, or a nation that we came from to speak up for us. We have to fight. We have to keep on fighting for what we need. Self-reliance is a big thing, but uh, fair treatment in the court systems. I, and one of the main things I wanted to look up was who were the first black jurors were in America. That's not even tracked. So the reason we get locked up in these places like this is because the, there's no black people on the jury. At all. Yeah, so like you have to be judged by a jury of your peer, your peers. In those places, there your peers aren't black. Your peers are white. So that means the people who look at you a certain way are the ones that will judge you and sentence you um, and do whatever they will convict you. Uh, that's 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 all I really have for y'all, man. That, that's enough for you to digest it, figure out, and y'all can get at me on um however you want to get at me 
do you want to tell the people how to connect with you if you want anybody following you like that um, yes of course um you could follow me on snapchat at and barbie is a-n-d-b-a-r-b-i-e my instagram is underscore underscore and barbie the same spelling the meaning behind my name my boyfriend name is kennington i call him ken so it's ken and barbie because a lot of people ask that so that's yes follow me please I love that. That's All great. Right. She wants to be followed, so follow <laughs> her. Um, I want, I want y'all to find uh, some quality people to follow me. I don't just need any random followers. I don't need these fake pages. All these people keep making. Don't send me the porn sites and all that. I'm not <laughs> following you. I'm not accepting it. I'm. I'm not gonna block it. I don't have time. But listen, all these fake pages that keep following me, I'm not understanding why. I didn't do anything to deserve this. <laughs> this treatment um but i do want y'all to, to chime in on whatever when you heard her tell you about how her boyfriend heard her say i cheated too like how would that make y'all feel like because when you okay how is it gonna make you feel if your if your boyfriend told you i cheated on you okay yeah ladies too ladies yeah, tell me don't try to how just get on me yeah you're right no you're i'm right. not getting on you because what i'm saying is a lot of men talk about it like nah, i can't deal with it i can't right you, you know can't, what I'm but how are we supposed to deal with it and you sit here and we probably cheated with one person and you didn't cheat it with two three four More so than that, what's maybe. really what's really good yeah it's not all it's not all about us and i hate yes okay let's i'm sorry women always trying to make like make it seem like oh men are dogs and they're the most unfaithful people mm -hmm. so are women so are women. You're right. We're, it's not a one-sided thing. So mm -hmm. I, I'm not just like pro, oh, anti-men and pro-women or, you know, but no. It's, I feel like we all do the same crap. Like, everybody, everybody cheat. I'm, there's probably like a low percentage of people that don't cheat. Mm -hmm. What do you do to you guys? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of you. Mm -hmm. Please keep up the good work. But, work, work. Like, people, people cheat. People do stuff. People look. You're not the only... I'm not the only cute girl mm -hmm. in in the world. Of mm -hmm. course, I'm pretty sure my boy my boyfriend go around and be like, damn, she cute. I may be like, damn, he's cute, you know. But I would never act upon it. Like I mm -hmm. wouldn't like act upon it like continuously and be like every cute person I see, I'm be like, yeah, I'm trying to get. Like no, mm -hmm. it's mm -mm, mm -hmm. not at all. Mm -hmm. So how how would you feel? Yes, if your girl was like, yeah, babe, I cheated on you. But then again, ladies, how would you feel if your your boyfriend who made it seem like he was so perfect that that's the thing mm. it was it made it sound like i was so per oh all i do is wake up early go to practice work out mm. and i just come home and wait to talk to you that's right. probably what he was doing that's no i'm pretty sure he was yeah but with but in between that he he made a chance to do it mm. right he mm. made a chance to cheat on me mm -hmm. so you weren't just so perfect and i'm just waiting because i'm i could i'm the same way too i'm just so perfect i'm just going to class and doing what i gotta do in my little clubs and i'm just coming home waiting to talk to you meanwhile mm. i did something right meanwhile. okay mm. meanwhile so meanwhile. meanwhile you so perfect chilling in your bed waiting to talk to me but you made a way to some other girl house and did what she had to do right mm -hmm. okay well Ooh. hey listen so ladies and gentlemen tell me how y'all handling it because listen I don't, I, that little hurt bay thing um, that's going around the internet, I don't know what it is, but I guess some dude cheated on some girl and everybody's like, he's so stupid. I mean, listen, dudes cheat every day. Women cheat every day. It happens. But I want to know, I mean, because a, a lot of y'all, uh, all right, so we're going to normalize this thing. Men and women, how do you feel? You stay, all right, so let's, let's bring it even more. If you're 21 years old, because you're 21, how old is your boyfriend? He's 20. All right. You're 21 years old and we're in a relationship with a 20-year-old. So this is young. Think about to your young your young self. Uh, your girlfriend say, or, or your boyfriend say, I cheated on you. Or your girlfriend says, I cheated on you. Are you staying? Especially if y'all are not together. Y'all are long distance. This is um, one college and another college. How y'all handling that? I don't want y'all to tell me. Because this is an interesting conversation. You got to handle it in a mature manner, though. Okay? Mm -hmm. You can't... No, everybody's not going to handle the mature. I want to know what the what the people... I want to know what my folks is going to tell me. Because it's, it's, some, it's some sophisticated people in there. That's true. And it's some ratchets. It's just, some, it's some, it's just some people where you'd be like, oh, you cheated. Yeah, I knew you was a hoe from the get-go. Oh, so if man. you knew I was a hoe, then why oh, would you even go with me? You, and you got 
mad dudes like that. that? No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, I was about to say. Not you knew he was a hoe for me. No, he's not disrespectful like that. He Whoa. didn't say nothing like that. We talked about it calm. It was very calm. Mm-hmm. It was like a what? A what? Mm-hmm. Then, you know, a few tears. And they was like, but why? Why would you do this? Then what happened? Details. And they was like, you know what, babe? I don't think we could do this. Right? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Next day. You know what? Look, I love you. I don't want you to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it happened. It happened. Let's just not make it happen again. Right. Let's move forward in a positive thought and everything's going to be okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And we rocking and we, we rocking good and everything's good. And I, ever since that happened, I haven't even lost trust for him. I still trust him 100%. So whatever, if I text him, he'd be like, oh, I'm on my way home or I'm on my way to go chill with my friends or I'm on my way there. That's where you are. I'm not gonna be like, mm, he probably on his way to go. No, I don't be thinking that. So. Mm-hmm. But it's, it could just be the way I am, the way my maturity level is, or the way my mind is set up. You know, like it could be. I want to hear. I want to hear what y'all got to yeah, say. Hey, so say. podcast queens, y'all get at me. Um, talk it out, podcast. Y'all the ones. Y'all y'all deliberate this a lot of this stuff with me, and we discuss it. Um, Shay, Shay is gonna listen. To, Shay is my girlfriend. Shay is gonna listen to this. And she's going to be looking at me out the side. She's going to be like, I just can't imagine what she's going to say to me about this, man. Because, you know, man. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, the people, I appreciate you, Miss Nika. Is Thank Nika, you. your whole name, was that what you just call yourself? No, that's my whole that's name. That's the first name. Nika Ashley Williams. Okay. Yes, my All right. government out there. Okay. <laughs> I ain't even need you to say the whole, it's but okay. you said it. You, I said it. All right. Miss Nika, I appreciate you for making your acquaintance on here. Uh, no. I appreciate you for having me. Um, yeah, yeah. Everybody, this is what's going on on college campuses. I might, I'm gonna go around some of these colleges and try to get some professors next next time. Uh, I feel like you can be a good representative. I don't need to get too many young college people. You know. Um, yeah, y'all, get at me. Peace. Peace.